Good evening, everybody. It is the first Monday of June, Youth Month, and I'm super excited to start this Monday off. Well, it's actually the end of the Monday, but my days really begin once I get into the studio. It's pretty much just studying, but this, this makes my Monday a fun day. Now, you are tuned into 729 AM. You're listening to 180 Degrees, and I am Zoe George. My co-host, Inga Stoffels, will be joining me later in the second half of the show. She will, so that's at about Maybe at 20 past 7, we'll be with you guys until 8 o'clock. It's going to be a fun one. We have some fun, exciting people here. I don't know if you guys remember last year, but we had a bit of a takeover by the representatives of Moot. And they are back. It is fantastic. We have Jacqueline back here, as well as Kanya and Viola Manuel, the country director of Moot. They're going to tell us all of the fun, cool things that they do for the community. And this isn't an interview you want to miss out. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great one. Now, if you guys want to let me know how your weekend has been, I would so love to hear about that. So you can reach out to us at 081-729-1657. That is our WhatsApp line. Or alternatively, you can SMS us if you have the airtime or would like to spend it a little wisely at 37988. We will also be going live on our Facebook page for the interview at about 20 past. So if you want to see our lovely faces, you might as well just get on down there and tune into the show. Our Facebook page, if you don't know, is 79Copsaconsul slash 79KPulpit, and it's going to be a fun one. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? And it is officially 7 past 7 o'clock. You are tuned in to 729 AM. And we're in the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. Now, for those of you who may not be aware of this, it was actually my birthday last week. So that was pretty fun. I didn't get to celebrate, but uh, on the weekend, I got to go out and do some things. So that kind of inspired me for this week's What's Down in Cape Town, as we are theming this week's What's Down in Cape Town around things you can do on your birthday for free or for a reduced price. We have three fun events you might want to think about doing. I've done at least two of them and I quite enjoyed them. So I think you might too. You might enjoy it as well. The first one is to go on a leisurely cycle around the promenade. I did not do this on my actual birthday, but I did this with someone on her actual birthday. So she got in for free. You get to ride along the Seapoint Promenade with upcycles and they grant you one hour for free on their easy to use bikes on your birthday. You will just have to bring along your ID to access it to prove that you were actually born on that day. If you're thinking of doing this, they are open from Monday to Sunday from 8.30 a.m. to 7.20 p.m. And it's a pretty fun thing, actually. Their bicycles are a little bit easier than usual. So you kind of literally fly down the promenade. And you have a nice little bell to warn anyone who's in your way that you're coming. The next one is to enter the aquarium for free. I actually did this this weekend and I did it last year because I love the liquid zoo. You can enter the Two Oceans Aquarium at the V&A Waterfront for free on your birthday or for six days after. So basically for a week. You get to experience this awesome underwater world. You just have to bring your South African ID along to prove that it is your birthday or it was your birthday within the last week. And then, yeah, you can go in. The aquarium is also pretty much open every day of the year from 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. 
on Monday to Friday. And then on Saturday to Sunday, it is just from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. The last one, but certainly not the least one, this is one I would like to do, is to take a trip up Table Mountain. The Table Mountain Aerial Cable Car offers a free return ticket to South Africans over the age of four on your birthday. So if your day falls during the annual maintenance period, you can secure your ticket one week before or after that period. It is a bonus if your birthday falls in between the 1st of November and the 28th of February. Because that's when the cable car also offers their annual sunset special. Hmm, interesting. In that case, your South African guests can get a return ticket for half price at 6 p.m. on the Table Mountain Aerial Cable Car. Now, this is a fun one that I'm thinking of doing because it doesn't just run on your birthday or a week after, but for the entire month of your birthday. So if you don't want to take the cable car up, you could potentially hike up there and then get a free return ticket. All of these sound really fun. And when I get around to finally doing the cable car, because I am born in the winter months, I'll let you guys know. But if you have anything you want to say, maybe you've done these things, you can WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. We love hearing from you guys. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. So we are joined in with three very special guests, as I said in the very beginning of the show. We are speaking to some Mut representatives. You know we love Mut here. And 180 Degrees, we have Jacqueline Corrales Kanya. We have the country's director, Viola Manuel. How are you all doing this Monday evening? All all really well. Thanks, Zoe, and thanks for allowing us into um, all the homes and, and cars and wherever you're listening to us from. Thanks very much for allowing us to be part of your evening this evening. Honestly, the pleasure is all ours. I'm sure the listeners are just so excited, and I feel like there's a lot that can be learned today. So I'd like to start off, um, Viola, by asking, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, so I'm... Um, committed Christian, love the Lord. I grew up um, in a Christian home, of course, also a PK preacher's kid. <laughs> so um, I could go on forever. It's just a skill that I think comes through the, gen- the genes, you know, just being able to talk and talk and talk and talk about good stuff. Um, so yeah, and I'm um, happily married. I've got kids. I'm just in a very good space. I even got a puppy for my 50th birthday. Aww. So um, we're in puppy mode at the moment. I'm just trying desperately to get him to um, do his business outside. That's oh. our big challenge for the day. So yeah, so um, space, um, love being the country director of Mut SA, an amazing organization, which of course your listeners will hear more about. But yeah, there's quite a lot of layers to Viola, but I think for now, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Viola, thank you so much for your introduction. So could you tell us kindly of who and what Mut is? So Mut, um, first of all, let me start with the word Mut. Lots of people say Mart and, um, and various, um, you know, <laughs> like variations of that. Um, but Mut's actually a Norwegian word because Mut started out in Norway. It's a Norwegian word, and the word means courage. Mm. Um, and I always say to everybody, you know, everybody struggles with the pronunciation, and they keep saying it really doesn't matter what you call us as long as you call us and make sure that we're there to help. Um, but Mut is a, um organization that focuses mainly on assisting societies and building societies, and we have a very special way of which in which we do that. But our overall vision is to build stronger societies within South Africa, Mm-hmm. Um, and we work mainly with young people, but not solely. And we look for an opportunity to 
impact their lives positively through the values that would talks about and that's the courage to live mm. the courage to care and the courage to say no mm. um very strong values because one of the things we've realized is that values have been taken out of the schooling system mm. with the state that our societies are in our families are in with all these broken families they we don't really have that sort of value based guidance to our young people anymore mm. so the big challenge for me is to start bringing values back to our young people and we do that through working with them in schools and we do that through working with them in colleges but we also work with adults who are going through transition mm-hmm. um in their lives and and really just people who are struggling with their mental wellness and just looking for that opportunity to get back into a good solid mental space um so and and that's really what mood looks to do and we do it really well so our model is tried and tested One of the things I'm really proud of is the fact that we really do look at impact. What kind of impact are we making? What are the outcomes out of this program? And so we're excited. We just had our enthusiast gathering on the 27th of um last month and we could talk about the impact of mut. And one of the things that our research partner UWC could talk about was the fact that the more kids who do mut, they are more resilient they are retained within the systems mm. and they do better academically so i mean who doesn't want that for our young people so much really been um i think tried and tested and we've really come out top so i'm really excited about the organization we um look at those three values and those values are so important to us the courage to care is such an important value to just mm. teach people can you know that and and you know just that they can care beyond that immediate circle that they have they can reach out to others and make an impact and influence other people's lives the courage to live we talk about self leadership how do you start leading yourself um mm. if you can't lead yourself how are you expected to lead others yeah, how so are you true. expected to be an example to others and then of course the final value that we talk about is the courage to say no and with this value we really really quite um firm on the fact that we do not tell our beneficiaries or the you know the youth don't do this and don't do that what we'd rather do is we build a vision of their future we build that vision with them and we say to them if that's what you want for your future now let's talk about the boundaries you need to set so that you mm. get to that vision and then when something like alcohol abuse comes into your um you know into your space does it fit within the values and the vision you have for yourself if not your boundaries won't allow it in mm. so that's the three values that we'll deal with yeah Yeah. I do have a question yes. that is a bit of a spur of the moment question, but I believe and I'm speaking under correction and this question is actually addressed to all three of you, but <laughs> I believe on the 3rd you had the courage to care day. Yes, yes certainly we did. Yes. Um it was last week. It's still running until the 10th of June. Oh, okay. Um so yeah, it is uh, quite a good um event I yeah. could say um it's going quite well we've had so many responses from colleges yeah. uh corporate partners as well as high schools yeah. so it's going quite well we're excited uh, to see more people partnering with us yeah. uh, doing yeah. um good for society yes so courage to care is actually one of our reinforcement days mm-hmm. so we have different days that just reinforce the messages so it's really about the courage to care and what we all sort of sat back and giggled about was it was supposed to be courage to care day and then everybody was saying to us no but you can't we can't end just on friday you know everybody was saying no but there's so much more we want to do there's so much more we want to donate there's so much more we want to and so for some of our colleges and campuses we've actually extended it for the whole week they've actually asked to extend it for the week 
And, um, yeah, so we've had to sit down and go back to the drawing board and say, well, for next year, we really need to maybe look at courage to ca- the Courage to Care campaign. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, just like extend it a little more. But Courage to Care Day um, is, is quite an important day for us because mm. it's providing our network with the opportunity to show that they care in a very meaningful way. Yes. So we've dealt with, and again, another very important point for me is that as NGOs, we need to start working together. So we've identified three NGOs that we could offer our support to via Courage to Care Day. The one is DKMS, mm. and DKMS look for donors um, to assist with um, uh, leukemia and those kinds of dis- diseases. And so we just called on our network to say, are there any people that would be interested in being contacted by DKMS to investigate the opportunity for you to assist? And then we also worked with rural schools. Many mm-hmm. people don't know that many of the rural schools, especially the really, um, you know, deeply rural schools, mm-hmm. the, especially if they find themselves, for example, on a farm, mm-hmm. that the farm owner is the one that's actually responsible for mm-hmm. helping pull that together and offering them a space, et cetera, et cetera. So many of these kids don't have uniforms. And so they go into school with no uniform on or in the heart of winter. They've got no jerseys. They've got no shoes. So we've collected old school uniforms for those rural schools, which I'm so excited um, that we were able to do um, so that we can give kids just a warm outfit to wear during winter and yeah. a bag to carry their books in. And then the third one was we worked with a new shelter that's being established out in Atlantis. And we were gobsmacked by the fact that we immediately got a donation of 10 beds for the shelter. Wow. And people are just, you know, they just really want to give to a good cause. And I love that about South Africans. We are so willing to help. Mm. And so Courage to Care Day was amazing. Mm. That's so fantastic. I'm glad to hear that it was a success. And I can't wait to see what Courage to Care campaign next year <laughs> brings. Okay, so I would like to ask... Um, so you've already spoken about who and what MUT is, but how does MUT operate in terms of the programs and age groups? Okay, so that's a great question, Zoe. Um, and it's important that I'm able to talk about this. So we have a very, very um, effective and efficient implementation plan for MUT's programs. So yes. we have programs that run from 12 years old to 16 years old, and we have another program that runs for high school kids. Um, and our programs run for three years when we work with the schools and colleges. And um, the way we do it is amazing in that we, in our first visits with the principals or the CEOs of the colleges or the principals of the schools, we start identifying educators who have that mooty spirit. We talk about mooty spirit. You know, <laughs> they're youthful, they're innovative, they're sincere, they're the kinds of people that um, just speak moot's values. And we will then ask those individuals to come through to a training session where we train them as moot coaches. And our coaches then go back into the schools, and they are the ones that deliver the program. So it's never much external individuals coming in. Mm -hmm. We try not to have external individuals coming into the school or the college environment, sort of telling them how it should be, Mm -hmm. but rather having people who live in that space and work in that society, in that community, offering their counsel as mood coaches. Mm We will then ask our mood coaches to take... um, the students through the program, and once they've finished more than 50% of the program, we start identifying our new leaders, which we call our youth leaders. And um, the um, youth, actually, then the leadership then come to a camp, 
and they are then pulled into that camp and um, we spend three or four days with them just talking to them about leadership, which yeah. is the reinforcement of the courage to live value. And so, yeah, we, we do that. But then with our corporates, we have a few corporates that we work with as well. We'll take some of the staff through the program, much obviously much quicker, so that we take them through the program in about six weeks, six months. Um, we do 12 sessions with them. And coming out of that, we would also, some of our corporates will say to us, but we want to have mood coaches, and we'll then train those individuals to be coaches just to reinforce um, the mood values with the staff. We've also got government um, that have come on board now, and we are very excited about a pilot program we're running with the Department of Corrections, specifically Goodwood Prison, hmm. to start speaking to inmates about how mood could be of assistance to their yeah. lives. So hmm. this is so exciting. There's just like so many developments. And what's cool, Zoe, is that mood actually started because Atle, who started it, his father was a prison warden, hmm. and his father brought a um, inmate to their home over the festive season and Atle started talking to this um, inmate and I think the guy was on parole and started speaking to him and he started telling Atle his life and that's where the whole concept of Mut actually started wow. in Atle's mind. Hmm. So yeah, it's great for us to be able to say to him, you know what, we're working with the Department of Corrections out here in Surrey, South Africa. Yeah. So yeah, it's, there's lots going on but the program itself will be tailored so that it can be most effective and most efficient to, to that specific situation. Wow, I didn't know that story about the inmate. And that is such a good thing because I feel like generally prisons can just be seen as like an, you know, an institution, a money-making institution. But that where you can actually get skills so that you can be rehabilitated when you come out, like that is just an amazing thing to do for Absolutely. the prison system. Absolutely. And one of the things we're looking at, Zoe, is we're starting to look at the impact of the MOOD program. So with this pilot, we're looking at the input of the ma- impact of the MOOD program and specific- specifically looking at the, the individuals we work with, their tendency to then re-offend after they've been through the mm. MOOD program. Because we know what the impact is with our students. It would be interesting for us to see the impact um, with these individuals yeah. who face so many challenges in life going mm-hmm. back out there yeah. or, you know, once they've finished paying their debt back to society, you know. So yeah. it's interesting. So true. All right. So, um, Maola, what is the best part about working in this industry or sector for you? Oh, well, it's great. I was saying to my husband um, on Friday, after Courage to Care Day, I was so tired. I was so <laughs> tired. I mean, I was like, I, it's like, nobody bother me. I just need to get to my bed and go and sleep. But I was saying to him, it's just been so interesting for me that I could actually spend the whole day talking to other people who are like-minded, mm. who just want to do the right thing and who just want to do good and who just want to contribute to making their communities and societies a better place. It is the, it's, it's, you know, I've never been on drugs, but I can only imagine it's so much better than <laughs> any kind of like painkiller or drug because just the, the euphoria of actually being able to sit there and know that today I spent my energy making a difference mm. and making a positive difference in the lives of people. It's amazing. I mean, who doesn't want to do that every day? So this is not really a job. This yeah. is a passion. This is a calling. And it's, I think that's what I'm really enjoying about it. And I, I um, have never been in the sector before. I was always in business. And so coming into from organized business into the sector and now having to sort of 
eat some of my words that are, you know, the perceptions that you have of the sector, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just trying to now bring about some innovative change. It's not easy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that was lovely to hear. You know, we speak to a lot of NGOs here on 180 Degrees and you generally find that the people working there or who started them, they have a real passion for community. And that's completely vital because when you give South Africa, unfortunately, is a very unequal society and there's lots of issues, you know, and we have individuals who are passionate about helping people get out of those issues. So to see someone be passionate about that, like you know they're in the right place. You know God has called them to do better. And we're all the more thankful for the people out there who go out there and have a heart yeah. to make a difference in their community. Um, so we are in Youth Month at the moment. So um, what does that mean to you? What does Youth Month mean to you? Well, it's... Um I think, you know, lots of people would say to me, you know, it's like Mother's Day. I make a big deal out of Mother's Day. I make a big deal out of birthdays. I make a big deal out of any celebration because, of course, there's usually food involved. <laughs> it's just the one celebration, you know, with youth members. There's not really that much of a focus on food. However, having said that, I think um, for me it's an, op- it's an opportunity for us to hear the voices of young people. Yeah. At our enthusiast gathering on the 27th, we had a panel speaking about youth empowerment, what some of the fallacies were about youth empowerment, what the myths were, how do we correct those myths. Um, and one of the points I think that came out very clearly is that, you know, you cannot have a discussion around youth empowerment or youth month without actually hearing from the youth themselves. Mm. So we're quite excited about um, our next campaign, which is going to be around Youth Month, and we're calling it um, Every 60 Minutes. Mm. And I don't want to give away too much about our campaign, but I'm really excited about the fact that it's going to be centered around um, just speaking to youth and getting, you know, their view on our theme for the year, which is Courage Over Fear. Mm. And just finding out from them what does that really mean to them. So you will need to watch the space. You will need to follow Moot on all of your social media. Jack is very happy about the fact that I'm mentioning that she's smiling. Um, you can see on the yeah. line. <laughs> but so please follow us. Um, Jackie will, at the end of the um, program, obviously also just reiterate our, um, our um, tags and all of those good things. And I'm giving my age away now. But it's Moot South Africa. Follow us on all the social media platforms that you follow um, and watch that space because it's going to be interesting to hear from the kids who are part of our society in South Africa to hear what their challenges are and to just hear what they feel about this whole concept, courage over fear. Hmm. In connection with this question that Jacqueline asked, how do you plan on celebrating Youth Day, especially now that we know that you... There's no specific food that can be eaten <laughs> on your day. Well, but look, I, I, oh, is this just in connection with the yes, campaign? Yes. Oh, yeah. So I campaign is going to be. No, I can't. Oh. I can't. I can't give away too much. And I am like you, Zoe. I mean, just like probe a little more and I'll just unpack <laughs> the whole thing. So no, I'm not going to do that today. Um, it's going to take away from our... It's going to take away a little bit of our thunder. But please mm. do follow us on our social media platforms. Um, we will start announcing the campaign and getting like little teasers out there. Mm. But, yeah, it's going to be every 60 minutes. We are very excited about that. Mm. All right. Thank you. All right. So what change would you like to see uh, mostly take place in youth of South Africa? I think one of the biggest changes 
I would like to see is that we start um, lifting while we rise. There are so many of our young people that are being given opportunities, and a lot of government programs are designed to do that. A lot of corporate programs are designed to do that. And I find that there is the risk that the individuals who are successful in being part of these programs, being part of these bursaries, being part mm -hmm. of all these things, really pursue it um, with their own end in mind. And I would really like to encourage our youth to start having the courage to care even when they find themselves rising and lifting. Mm. Um, lift, pay it forward. Look around you and see what's happening in your environment. Mm. See how you can be of assistance. Very often we will call for volunteers. And it was so amazing to have um, my stepson Tamian with me on Friday. Just exposing him to the opportunity to volunteer mm. um, and be part of that and to create that culture within our youth. So if there's, there's so many things that I think we have as expectations of our young people. But if we're really going to make society better and we're really going to make our communities better, it's going to call on all of us to play an active mm, role yes. and to be active young people and to really say, you know, I may not have the job that I'm looking for. I may not have... Uh, the family that I'm looking for, I may not have the support that I'm looking for. But in this little space where I am, when I get to benefit, I need to be able to share that with others. I think that's really what we would like to see. Hmm. Thank you. So um, what challenges do you think young people face related to issues of diversity, self-belief and confidence and inclusion? How do you think we should address these challenges? I think our young people, I always say this, you know, sometimes we are surrounded by privilege. I mean, we mm. are, you know, we talk about youth and we talk about their challenges, but we're really surrounded by privilege. So it sometimes becomes very difficult for you to truly appreciate the challenges our young people go through. Most of our young people, the majority, almost 50% of South Africa's population is under the age of 25. Mm. So, you know, when we start putting that number in our heads and start understanding what that means, and we understand that the majority of those youth wake up every day with the whole world stacked against them. I mean, they start off on a back foot. Mm. Every day they have to motivate themselves to get through that day. And so when I think about inclusion, self-confidence, and I think about all of those things that we're looking for our young people to have, it's going to have to be around having the proper role models mm. that say to them, I found myself in a very similar situation, but mm. this is what I did to get out of it. Mm. And positive role models at the moment, and I think specifically of the Cape Flats, where we have so many negative role models in the gangsters that run around and everybody else. And I recognize that there is nobody that's beyond redemption. There is nobody that cannot turn their life around and be a testimony of positive and good. Mm. And so I would love to see that that whole situation turns itself around by us just celebrating the role models that come out of those areas so that young people can say, if that person can do it and they live mm -hmm. down the street from me, I can do it. I can make this difference. Mm -hmm. I can actually get rid of this doubt in my mind or this voice that keeps telling me I can't. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I would, I would look for is for our role models to actually step up and, yeah. and help. 
I have one final question before we end off this interview, which I've been enjoying so much. Like, I think I will go back and like watch the live, especially. Um, but the question is, why should organizations, businesses or any institution engage with young people today? I mean, I know we know that a lot of young people struggle to get jobs, especially when they don't have experience in this, in any particular field that they're trying to get into. So why should they? I think if they just start that that question will be answered as <laughs> soon as you engage with with youth. And I'm finding that so much in this um, this line of work that I'm in right now and working with Mut. As soon as you take the time to speak to our youth, the level of inspiration that comes from them, the level of innovation, the questions that they ask you that stimulate you to just start thinking about the world differently, that will tell you why individuals, organizations, corporates should be engaging with the youth. And at the moment, one of my biggest cons- my biggest conversations with corporates at the moment is find a way to meaningfully engage with the youth not engage with the youth in a way that comes from the sort of CSI mm-hmm. component and the CSI-driven, you know, this corporate social investment and corporate social responsibility um, where we use all the fashionable words and, you know, we fill in all the forms that need to be filled in. I'm talking about understanding the business case for why you need to engage with the youth because they are going to be, in certain instances, your new customer. Mm. They are going to be what creates the loyal customer base. You have to look at the business principles around engaging with the youth. And for me, when corporates can start looking at this engagement with the youth beyond the sort of CSI hat and start looking at the business case for engaging with your future client Mm. and your future customer, then that starts to pull it all together. And so I'm trying to really encourage our corporates to have conversations with organizations like Mut. Mm-hmm. Have conversations with us in terms of your future strategy for this generation. What does that look like? And help us connect you with the youth. You know, just like help, let us help you connect with youth so that you can have those conversations in a very real space. Yeah. You know, not the sort of um, glamorized mm. and uh, sort of Plastic. It's like so unnatural. Yes, so yeah. unnatural in this sort of, um, yeah, I think just speak to us. Speak to speak to organizations like Mut and let us help you engage. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for such a fantastic interview themed around Youth Month and just everything you said. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one and I can't wait for the rest of this month as we have this Mut takeover. I just like to ask <laughs> Jacqueline, can you give us the... <laughs> Can you please give us the social media handles before we end off? Okay, so we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are on TikTok even, we are on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Twitter, um, and our handle is at Mood South Africa. So it's M-O-T South Africa. Make sure you all follow that page as we have 60 seconds. Or every 60 minutes. Every 60 minutes. My goodness. Exam is frying my brain. <laughs> but check out their social media. You do not want to miss this youth day. But let's head on straight into the Mystery Bible Quiz. Thank you so much again, all three of you, actually, for coming in and giving such a fantastic interview. Thank, Thank you so you. much. It was fun. Thanks, Zoe. Yeah, I wish it didn't have to end. <laughs> but now I'm going to be joined by my fantastic co-host, Inga. She's going to be posing a very interesting question for y'all. So just sit tight. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. 
It was before that we were in the most interesting interview ever. It was fantastic. I just like to greet my co-host Inga. Are you over there? She's joining (laughs) us on Zoom. Good evening, Zoe, and good evening, everybody. Wow, it is so great to have you in spirit here, but also on the telewaves. (laughs) (sighs) You know, I miss in studio. You know, I always miss the in studio. Of course, we miss you here, but at least we get to hear you. No, definitely, definitely. And so for tonight, I'm here to pose a very interesting question. So as you guys know, sometimes we do difficult questions, deep questions, questions that seem straightforward. But tonight's question goes a little something like this. The question is, which disciple denied Jesus three times? That's it. Hmm. Which disciple denied Jesus three times? So, so named, if you sorry. think you might, mm, if this? you think you might know the answer, or if you have your Google out there, you can WhatsApp us on 0817291657, or you can SMS us on 37988. Follow us on Facebook today. I am Radio. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Now we all know that is true. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. But I'm actually feeling like I'm not on that bus tonight because tonight's bus <gasps> is <England>. five. <laughs> what? what do I'm you kidding. Mean? I'm always on that bus. Okay. I'm always on that bus. I was worried. Chocolate is good for your mental and physical health. <laughs> so tonight we'll be, I'll be giving you five tips to live a happier life. Number one. Eat nourishing food. We all know that wholesome food is the crux for well-being, but it's common to regard healthy eating primarily as a tool for weight loss. However, according to the 2015 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, a balanced diet high in fruits and vegetables, lean protein, low-fat dairy, and whole grains is what you need for optimal energy. So... Eating the proper foods is not just for weight loss. It is also for optimal energy. And it's just what your body needs. So don't always think healthy eating is to lose weight. Number two, Zoe, sleep seven to eight hours a night. I'm on it. (laughs) Let me just write these exams and then I'm on it. (laughs) Yeah. So getting more sleep seems to be a healthy habit that many people need to improve on. We already know that we need at least seven hours of sleep each night. So what prevents us from getting it? Think about how you can improve your biggest sleep disruptors. So whatever you think keeps you out of sleep the most, we're not saying take it out. We're saying think about how you can improve your biggest sleep disruptors and know this sleep deprivation can perpetuate serious health conditions as well as a negatively 
as well as negatively affect your mood, motivation, and energy levels. Number three, keep company with good people. Oh, very important. Maximize the amount of time that you spend with people you enjoy being around. Connecting with others who radiate positivity and have similar interests will excite and energize you. Have you ever had that moment where you visit someone and when you leave the house, you just feel so heavy and so tired mm-hmm. and so sad because this person been complaining all the time. <laughs> I feel like this is the last so, time I'm coming here. Yeah, like, wow, you should have just told me to stay home. (laughs) Number four, avoid news overdose. The news is an important way to stay connected to what's happening in the world. And it can be educational and entertaining and even uplifting sometimes. But unfortunately, the news too too frequently is bombarded with stories of suffering. These stories can skew your view of the world and cause you to focus on your worst fears instead of recognizing the good that surrounds you. And this is so true. I don't know if you felt it, Zoe, but like, you know, when things are going on in the world, it's Mm. like you can kind of just feel this. You can feel it hanging in the air amongst people. Like, yeah. for example, this, the kidnappings and the, the kids the, and women getting snatched. You can feel the heaviness in the air. You can feel the fear. You can feel how everyone is like, you know, paranoid and yeah. everyone is extra cautious because of what's happening. So it's good to know. But like the tip says, avoid a news overdose. So avoid like zoning in on all those things. And then the final tip, number five. Get regular exercise. Do you find yourself feeling lethargic halfway through the day? Yes. Have you ever, have you ever gotten winded, gotten winded by doing simple everyday duties such as grocery shopping or household chores? Mm-hmm. Cool. So contrary to what you might believe, getting the 150 minutes of weekly activity recommended by the physical activity guidelines can add to your energy account and not subtract from it. So try and get at least 150 minutes of weekly activity going on because I can tell you, I used to just getting out of bed, I'll be out of breath. And I was like, do I have COVID? (laughs) But then then it's kind of like when I started getting active and I was like, I was just lazy. I was just unfit. And it's not even about being fit to be thin. It's just about being able to do the bare minimum. So we're not saying do 50 push-ups every night, Mm. 50 squats every day. (laughs) We're just saying get, like like we shared in other tips, you need to see what works for your body. You need to do it gradually. You don't, don't expect yourself to start right on top when you're just beginning. Yes. So those are all the happy health tips for today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for giving us those happy health tips, especially the ones about being tired, because I know that that is an emotion <laughs> felt by the masses. Mm. Yes, I I share your sentiments, Zoe. I share your sentiments. Mm. But, yeah, this is crazy how it's four minutes until eight o'clock. And, you know, the show started on a high note with a great interview and it ended on a high note as well with you joining us here on zoom inga thank you so much it's only a pleasure and that interview was amazing awesome i love what people are doing in the communities 
especially with the youth, you know, mm. absolutely love it. Yeah. It's so true. If you guys missed the interview, never fear. You can check it out on our podcast, which will be available on Wednesday at www.kpulpit.co.za on the 180 degrees tag. Or you can even find it on our Facebook Live, which went, we were live from about 20 past seven to about 22 eight on our Facebook page. Cape, I mean, 729 Cops of Council slash 79 Cape Pulpit. And you can find it there. It's going to be fantastic. But yeah, we have to say goodbye to you guys. As I mentioned before, Moots is taking over this month. So they'll be back again with another rep to talk to you about the fun things they do. Maybe give a little bit more insight into Courage to Care Week as it finally ends this week. And maybe even more about their every 60 minutes. It's going to be a fun one. You guys don't want to miss it. But this has been 180 Degrees. Signing Signing out. out.